This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, November 28th. All right, well, I... Uh, well, uh, there was a... There was a Monday Night Football game last night, Corey. Technically. Uh, yeah, here's uh, here's my thoughts. Pointing toward the heavens, we can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. I, pretty bad, right? Pretty, for everyone. Everyone that, involved. That's an indictment on the entire game, not just who we're about to speak about. <laughs> ah, that game was ugly. And no point in that entire incoherent game of, "Quote unquote football." Uh-huh. Was anybody ever attempting to win that game? No. May God have mercy on our I souls. Yeah. <laughs> I award them. We. I you award, award them twenty-two total points. points, and may God have mercy <laughs> on all their souls. Twelve ten final bears over the Vikings Monday Night Football. Hey, by Ish. the way, by the way, Corey, the Vikings have given up one touchdown in their last two games. Yep, they've lost both of them. I know. Isn't that crazy? Ah. Uh, so I I I don't have like a like a hot take. No, I don't really. But I, I have like a take overall. But I'll let you get through your thoughts. Well, I, let me just let me let me give you my overarching thing. Mm-hmm. You can get to. I do have a few like random notes that I I want yeah. to talk about from the game. But just in general, it's not. This is not a hot take. Uh-huh. Uh, this is not. A, I don't. Uh, that was just very not fun to watch. No. Really brutal football. Just brutal, 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 brutal. And I this I guess uh, I'll use one of my my points that are one of my notes. Have you seen a single team being Chicago ever just use more swing passes and bubble screens and screen passes to as their entire offense? No, and did it? Re- they have nothing on offense. And did it really work for them? No, <laughs> it didn't. I mean, it was just swing pass right, swing pass left. There was swing a pass there was right. a specific swing pass, and I kind of hadn't quite picked up on the swing pass pattern yet. But I saw them put a running back in motion, and I'm like, like he basically started uh, in the backfield, then he kind of took off towards the side. I'm like, oh, they're going to throw right to him, aren't they? And he immediately threw right to him, and the Vikings immediately tackled him right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, It's like, ah, predictable offensive play call. And yet the Vikings still lost to them. I have a, I have a note about – I have a couple notes about fields, but I want you to get your point out of the way first, and then we can kind of start breaking some of this down. Okay. here You want to know my big – 30,000 foot view takeaway and and last night kind of really just yeah. maybe poured some cold water on some things uh is this is a team with a backup quarterback yep and this is a team without the best wide receiver on the planet yep they don't have cam Akers. uh yep. and they have a couple injuries on defense don't get me wrong but you know like, this is a team that's just playing out the stretch. This is a team with a defense that's being held together by popsicle sticks and glitter, as we saw by that final drive. Like, this defense was on the field for just an insane amount of time. Uh, they're a team right now that's playing without... They're a team that's playing without their starting quarterback. And mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs doesn't really know the play, but I know he's picking it up. But, I mean, you know, Kevin O'Connell said as much yesterday. He still doesn't know the whole playbook. And you kind of... When you, we've talked about this all the time with backup quarterbacks, you know, like okay, 
you know, if you have to rely on a backup quarterback, can they get you two and two through a certain stretch? And you know what Josh Dobbs did? He got the Vikings two and two through a four-game stretch. That's typically what a backup quarterback should be able to do. And if you have to rely on a backup quarterback any longer than that, they end up getting exposed because turns out, like, and that's not, uh, you know, I'm not trying to rip Josh Dobbs or saying he's a backup quarterback. It's just, like, that's just where his place in the league is. Yep. Like, he's just going to be a fringe starter slash journeyman backup quarterback. And when you're expecting that guy to kind of drive the bus and do some stuff, I mean, there's just... I mean, the the one throw that kind of solidified that for me was Jordan Addison was just wide open by a mile. His receiver fell down. There wasn't even safety help over top coming, and he threw it towards the sideline. And, yeah, should Addison maybe have caught it? I mean, sure, but we would have had – should Addison have had to do, like, a toe-drag, amazing sports center highlight catch on a guy – are you talking about the one where he was backpedaling kind of out of yeah, bounds? Yep. Well, also, Dobbs was nowhere where he needed to be either. I'm sure he was tracking the ball. That was right. That was a total breakdown. That was a total breakdown. Yeah, and that's the thing of like, you know, it just... Anyway, so my, well, my, my broader thing is just, look, guy, look, everybody, I know we got excited after Dobbs Mania, and I know Case Keenum spoiled us in 2017, but... This is usually what happens when a team loses their starting quarterback. Okay, so I've a, a couple of uh, add-ons to that. Sure. Um, to your point of not knowing the total offense, um, he had what should have been a pick six, uh, kind of out. It, it was a, it was on the right side of the field, top side of the field, and out pattern mm-hmm. that Peanut Tillman. I mean, it, it was not him, but he was wearing that number. Yeah. Um, dropped the ball. Right. That's a ball. Probably, I mean, obviously, don't know the play call. I don't know, but that's a ball probably that Cousins doesn't throw because he understands the play more entirely and can go somewhere else. Right. Right. That's one example. There was uh, another one. It ended up being an interception. Um, he tried to hit uh, KJ Osborne on an in route, and he made the right read. He made the he made the right throw. He just put the ball in the incorrect spot. Like he probably missed his target by three feet, mm-hmm. which is not a huge amount of space. The one that bounced off the hands and kind of went up is that because, the one? Because yes, because that ball ended up it ended up low, which is probably where you have to throw it because you've got defenders coming in from all over the place. So, but that ball ended up on his back hip. So as he's as he's going down, he's kind of got to, KJ's got to try to catch it on his back hip. Where if you just throw it literally to the front hip, it's a catch and a first down, and it's or more importantly, it's not a turnover. Yeah, but it's it's some of those like precision, um, you know, maybe not knowing the entire playbook to be able to to check out of that throw, that was almost a pick six, and just the precision that it takes to make a first down. He made the right read. He made the right throw. He just threw it poorly. That's a that's a poor throw on on his part. I have a, a, a some a Dobbs note in that he just does better in chaos. Like things need to break down a little bit. And I think he I there's this like, oh well, I'm finally settling in here so I can make the throws I need to I need to throw where, you know, those first two weeks, if he was, if it was out of sorts or he felt weird about it at all, he had, has the ability to tuck it and make something happen. 
and he's not tucked it to make something happen now in two weeks. Right. And I think that actually comes with being more comfortable in the offense. I I feel like you need him to be a little less comfortable. Yeah. It needs to be a little more chaotic. Is that a fair assessment, do you think? I, I don't think you're wrong. I get what you're trying to say. The one pushback I'll have is Josh Dobbs also kind of really likes to spin around a little bit out there, and in which case he, I think you're right in terms of he just needs to run like a little bit. He's yes. trying to be a quarterback too much a little bit, and I don't know if that's KOC telling him to do that. I don't know if that's him just like, hey, I know the playbook. But there's a couple times when he tries to scramble, like not scramble up the field. Times when he tries to buy time in the pocket, yep, and he ends up spinning himself around and he tries to get the ball out. Like he got a bad intentional grounding penalty. Yep, he had a bad intercept. Uh, one that was almost intercepted, if not should have been intercepted. Like, there's just some place like that where it's like, my guy, just go forward or do the Kirk and throw it out of bounds. And and the the other thing I'll say, and this kind of goes into my last point about the game, and we'll kind of wrap it up there because there's a, a couple other things we just need to mention. Um, oh, we're not done yet. Sorry, <laughs> I not. have I have a few more things I need to throw at you. Okay, all, <laughs> all right. My main thing is why was there only two designed runs for Josh Dobbs like that entire game? Yes. Why are like this? This is. Again, I like Kevin O'Connell. I'm not trying to say he's got to be fired. I'm gonna, this is probably one of his poorer games as I, head coach. I, I, I'll give you half credit for that. Um, they turned the ball over too many times. Yeah. So the the opportunities to be creative, the Vikings snuffed that they 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 snuffed that fire out before you could even build it on a lot mm-hmm. of occasions. Right. And first and ten from the twenty five. After a after a made field goal and a and a touchback, is not the spot to be creative. You know what I mean. You got to get the ball to midfield, right, to be creative. So I I I agree with you, sort of. But I don't the they had they had four turnovers and a turnover on down like right. How many total possessions did they? I mean, they were they were turning the ball over every third possession. That removes the ability to be extra creative. But it's not about the creative aspect, though. Sometimes, sometimes it's about like when the Vikings. It felt like early in the second half they had a drive where they were running it down the Bears' throats a little bit, and then the Vikings go with like five straight, uh, three straight passes in a row and have to punt. So I it's will... a little bit of that of like, and again, it's not like a this guy sucks. At co-. There are people who are saying there were people who were literally were saying fire KOC yesterday. Obviously that. Not what anybody's trying to say, but it's just more of like just kind of some feel stuff that's been a little weird and they didn't quite read. Like, I, I know a lot of people were saying late in the game when the Vikings got that fumble, hey, they should have they should have really started throwing the ball and they should have did this and that. And it's like, I they should have ran it, but also because they had to try and bleed some clock, but also the fact that your offense on a first and 10 where it's like just get one first down and the game's over and they generate three yards on the ground. That's not a it's not a great spot of where you're the line's not the issue. It's just not a great spot of where your running back room is or where that run scheming is. So there are there there's been a theme now three weeks in a row with Dobbs, um where I agree with you with the lead with leads or in in it's gotten a, a little conservative. Yeah. It's gotten a little conservative where um, clear, but I again, I think that comes down to trust and where Dobbs is, and there's just some things you can't do. Right. You should expect of, your offense to get one first down on the ground. Do, this was week what for Dobbs? Uh, this is 
week. This is fourth game. That was his fourth game. So it's his third week as the starter. He's been with the team for for four weeks and four days. Not even a calendar month yet. Like not even like a full thirty-one days. So some of these things are, I think, by default, kind of how it it has to break itself down, which is which is weird. Okay, I want to move on a couple of other things. Um, One about Justin Fields, very quickly. Um, he, He has something about him. Maybe it's just his athleticism and size. He's got a lot of raw talent. That throw he made to seal the game, basically, howitzer arm. I mean, what a dagger of a throw that was, and his ability to get out of trouble. But it's mostly not good, right? No, I'm, they're not sticking with Fields. I mean, he nearly he had fumbles on back to back drives. They're not. There's no way they're sticking with Fields if they get two top five picks. There's just there's just no way because if they choose to go with him, they're gonna have to extend him. And they're never going to get a chance, probably, to draft like in this situation where you have two top five picks. So yeah, there's there's no way that they stick with Justin Fields. But you're right, he's what Justin Fields is able to do is off of like pure talent, and that guy can do some things. But he's just sometimes it just does like we've seen with Dobbs. Sometimes it just doesn't all come together. One more one more point. Okay, and I'm going to come back to the Vikings on this one. Jaron Hall scheduled to come back. Yeah. He was inactive yesterday. He was inactive yesterday, but it's a bye week. I, th- I mean, I think the it's presumed he's back for week 14 at Las Vegas. KOC was non-committal about his quarterback coming out of the bye week, too. Do we see it? I don't think it's out of the question. It can't be, right? It can't be. I mean, you, Dobbs had four interceptions. And let's not and forget... It's, and he, it's not like Hall looked like, like a train wreck. And no. I know it was only a possession and a half. No, essentially, exactly. right? I know that's all it was, but if we're talking about a guy who is a little more comfortable in the offense, right, who knows the entire playbook, uh-huh, then maybe that's the guy. Now, at a certain point you're shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic, but at the but same JJ's time, JJ's going to be back too. Exactly. So and if you have a guy who knows the full offense and JJ's back, that does help. And let's not forget Josh Dobbs got benched before the Vikings traded for him too. For a rookie. Like, uh-huh. Kyler Murray didn't come back quite yet. I would even say this. I don't even think it's necessarily an indictment on Dobbs. What he has done has been incredible. Right. This was pretty ugly. I felt like a team effort. <laughs> this does not fall not uh, solely on Dobbs' fault, shoulders. But, uh, but he's definitely uh, he definitely had a lot to do with this. Sure. But, again, the extenuating circumstances of, of yeah. this landing oh, he's, on him are he's got a lot on his plate. Tough yeah. to overcome. Yeah. I'm it, it seems like Hall's in play here. Oh yeah. Okay. Um uh I'm gonna I'll mention these things really quickly. The Timberwolves are uh-huh. at home against OKC tonight, seven o'clock tip off. That should be fun. Chet's gonna be back in Minnesota yep. for the first time. Chet Holmgren uh, of uh, Mini Haha. That is uh, a part of the in season tournament, seven o'clock tip. The Wild hosts the Blues tonight at seven o'clock. And as we look, we are ninety minutes away from the Wild introducing a brand new head coach. CJ, I'll leave you with this. It's pretty bad for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, things are not great in uh, in Wildland right now. They fired head coach Dean Evason yesterday, and John Hines is the new head coach. Do you know who he is? I have no idea who he is. He used to be the head coach of the Nashville Predators and the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I think he has a former relationship with general manager Bill Gurren when they worked together in Pittsburgh. Uh, so, look, you can't fire all the players. And something's got to happen. So, as much as I like Dean Evason at head coach, some you know you just gotta you gotta send a message to the rest of the team that like 
you've been playing pretty bad, and I can't get rid of all of you, but I'm getting rid of somebody to show you that things have to change. So we'll see what happens overall. But, you know, will this give the Wild at least a little bit of momentum? Because right now they're 27th out of 31 in terms of points, or 32, I think 27th out of 32 in points. It's not good. They're they're one of the worst teams in the league to start the season at 10, 14, and 5 or whatever the record's at right now. So something did need to happen. Unfortunate that it was Evison, but you know, that's the way the NA the NHL goes through coaches. We talk about the NFL going through coaches a lot, but the NHL goes through coaches all the time. So we'll see what happens, I guess. This has been the morning sports desk for Tuesday, November twenty eighth.